Welcome to Graduating Grief, a podcast designed to help you step back into living your life with joy after loss. If you're ready to move from surviving to thriving, you've come to the right place. Here's your host and inspirationista, Sherry Dunlevy. The grief journey and the road through the grief journey is never a straight path. There's never a straight path that goes up and down. There are twists and turns, and they're all because of these things we call triggers. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. What do you do when certain things in your path trigger you? And they trigger you to make bad choices or to not make choices at all, which are truly really choices. That's why I'm so glad to be speaking with Lighter Life Coach, Teresa Vermillion. And that's what we're going to focus and concentrate on today. Hi, Teresa. Hey, Sherry. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. So let's dig into this triggers. Tell me what you know about triggers and what they can do to lead to a heaviness in your life, literally and figuratively. Right. So, I mean, triggers like you kind of alluded to, those are the unexpected things where something kind of catches us off guard, but it takes us back to that moment of pain or creates pain in our bodies. And that makes us uncomfortable. So the, our, our primitive brains that want to keep us safe um, kind of automatically go to trying to protect us from that pain, right? Our primitive brains, their job is to keep us alive and conserve energy, you know? And so when we experience pain, that part of our brain goes, I need to protect you from this. But we have also have these new evolved brains that can feel emotion and process emotion. So since we don't want to feel that, it feels uncomfortable, we, we try to distract ourselves from feeling it, which shows up, you know, in overeating, binging on, you know, Netflix or social media or drinking too much or, you know, working out too much, whatever, you know, our our numbing, 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 numbing choices, right? Yeah. And not making a choice is still making a choice. Right. Staying under the covers, curled up in bed all day is also, you know, not going to soothe that pain like we want it to. Yeah. So you help people <laughs> uncover what is what those triggers are and then what to do with them. So how do we even become aware of what's triggering us? Um, I think that it starts with feeling it in our bodies, like understanding like, oh, wow, that made me uncomfortable, which I think a lot of times we don't even, we're so used to stuffing things down. You know, we're mm -hmm. kind of taught to not feel our emotions. Mm -hmm. So becoming aware of like, oh, my heart hurts. Why do you know that? What was that thought or that? Um, thing I saw on social media or on TV or in the store that triggered that pain in my, you know, like, oh, or, or sometimes we feel like we've been punched in the gut, mm. you know, or we'll just get all prickly or tingly or itchy or our throat feels really tight. So understanding the, and, and there's no judgment there on this. Emotions are not wrong. They're not right or wrong. They just are. So, and it, so I'm not saying it's not that we don't need to feel those emotions. If we're in pain, I was like, wow. This is hard. This hurts. This hurts. I don't yeah. want to hurt. Sucks hurting, but it's also part of life. And then knowing I can handle this. 
it's okay for me to be in pain. I'm not dying. You know, there's not a saber tooth tiger after me, which is what I, you know, right. it sounds kind of weird, but it right. kind of makes sense. Like I'm safe. I'm in pain, no, knowing that that pain is not going to last forever. Right. And then there's all kinds of, you know, you can do breath work, you can journal, you can talk to a friend, you can um, move your body. There are things you can do to help move that pain through your body. But I've also really learned if you're able to sit with it and experience it, it goes away. You, you don't stay in that spot. And that's, I think sometimes hard is even as humans, we feel like we have to stay where we are. You know, we forget like, you know, in 10 minutes or 15 minutes, something's going to make me laugh or I, or I just, I won't feel the same way I'm feeling right now. Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, that's, we try to outrun it too sometimes, you know what I mean? Um, just avoid it at all costs. But the thing is, when you do that, it just shows up in another way. Does it not? It absolutely does. It absolutely does. Um, and then we are, you know, we're triggered and we don't know why we're triggered. And, um, I, and again, since we still haven't processed it, and once we've been down the road far enough and we thought we dealt with it, then we're not sure, like, what's that trigger coming from? And we bring mm -hmm. in the judgment and... And really, we just haven't, you know, sat with the feelings yet. Have there ever been times I mean, this in your life where you've done this? I mean, I don't know why, but I do this all the time. I'll be, you know, maybe even just making the bed or something. And I'm feeling really bad, really depressed in my body, really uh, just heavy. And I'm making the bed, you know, and I'm looking at my life. What is going on that I have this feeling? And then you start tracing back your thoughts and tracing back your thoughts and tracing back your thoughts. And you go, oh, my gosh, that was from this conversation that I had yesterday. Oh, I've been carrying this this whole time. Let's sit and try to process this and get through it so I can let it go. Yeah, so good. It, yes, it does happen. And, and um. I will also be like, my stomach hurts. Why does my stomach hurt? And then if you go, what was I thinking about? You know, and usually like you're, mm -hmm. I'm thinking about something that I'm not looking forward to doing that I have to do, whether it's, but, and, and sometimes too, like, cause this has been happening like recently, like, like I'm just getting dressed and we're like, why is my stomach hurt? Like, was I listening to a podcast that brought something up? Did something come up in a song that I'm listening to or a book that I'm listening to? Or is it just like, okay, let's let my stomach hurt my stomach, you know and then I'll be like oh yeah I was thinking about like you said that conversation I had or conversation you know you need to have yeah 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 so, yeah um, yeah but I think awareness around that is so critical like you know until I did this work I didn't understand that that's what we're doing and how to shift it when when that happens Okay, so let's talk about it. So now we recognize, now we know what the triggers are. Now we recognize what they are. What the heck do we do about it? <laughs> and how can we keep them, uh, you know, I think the more that we work through these triggers, the less they start triggering us, right? Ideally, but like you said too, it's not linear. Right. You know? well, and, and 
even um, even work that's not focused on um, a grief project necessarily or graduating grief, um, we still, even though they're life skills, sometimes we have those bad days. We have an off day. We don't feel like ourselves or, um, you know, we do have to kind of relearn that lesson. Right. And we're you know, like, I would judge myself, be like, ah, I worked through that. And it's like, I'm also human. And sometimes we just have to rework through it. It does go quicker the next time. But yeah, in my um, coaching practice, I have developed just, I put it into five steps to make that kind of clear. And that is the first step is um, discover where we've come up with that awareness of realizing what our stories are, what we tell ourselves, um, you know, what beliefs we have about ourselves. What is that identity we're holding on to? Um, you know, some when sometimes when people experience tragedies in their life, um, they cling to that identity, you know, like I'm the mom who lost their kid at two years old. And that is how they identify themselves. And sometimes it's a negative way of feeling their need for significance. But I think sometimes too, they don't understand that they can shift that identity. They don't have to stay that person. You know, this is something that happened to me. You can't change that, but you can change your reaction to it and the meaning to it. Does that mean you're not going to grieve it? Heck no. Heck no. And that grieving process is so critical. But at the same time, you know, we are where we, our emotional home is where we live and we get to choose that. So if you choose to stay in grief, then that is going to be your emotional home. And that was pivotal for me too. When I realized like, oh gosh, um, I'm choosing and this, and it had nothing to do with grief necessarily, but you know, I was choosing one thing. I was like, oh, I need to, this is not how I need to keep living. So. Right. right. I like to tell people that um, you, when it comes to grief, you can choose to let it define you or you can take it and let it refine you. And, um, and I think that is part of the shift right there and, and making the choice of learning what it has, what it's here to teach you. You know, I mean, it might not have been caused to teach you a lesson, but there's always something you can learn from whatever experience, good or bad in life. Absolutely. So what happened? So, so let's, let's go through that next step. Then what's the next step? The next step is challenge. Like, do I want this to define me? Does, is this who I really am or um, how I'm showing up in life? You know, is this, um, you know, when you lose somebody, then yes, that's part of the story you can't change, but you can challenge. Is this a true identity for me? Is this how I'm going to go through life? Is this my, um, you know, or, or does somebody else kind of assign this to me? You know, somebody tells me, I mean, sometimes, in that situation, you might have um, a parent or somebody saying, you know, kind of making sure that you stay in that spot. They right. were not giving you that permission to move on when you are ready because, you know, it's like you're not honoring their death or something. Um, so, to cha- so, yeah, to challenge. And I think that's with triggers, like you said, we like identify them, but then be, just be super curious too. Yeah. You know, like, hmm. That's interesting. That's an yeah. interesting feeling. What caused that? So that's a, a good way to look at it too. So okay. challenging. And then, like and then what comes next? The third step is change it or 
Yes, changes. So like, you know what? I don't want to be the person that is defined by this my whole life, or I don't want to live in an emotional state of, um, you know, for a non-grief example of like being the martyr or, um, you know, the person who always does everything for the PTA. I mean, that's a different, a much lighter example, but like, okay, so who do you want to be? You know, let's change these beliefs. And that's a process. Your brain for a long time has been sit, sitting in, in the story that you've been telling it or the story that somebody else told you. You know, um, I, we're, we're just an overweight family. It's in our genes. We can't possibly lose weight or we're just big bones. So those are stories that we hear our entire lives. So shifting that isn't just an automatic, well, I'm not gonna think that anymore. So you build thought bridges to um, like, to create that new identity and then to who you do wanna be in life because we do get to choose that and how we're gonna show up and um, be the person in the world that, that shines light on others. Yeah. I like that. All right. What's the next step? Are we at step four now? Four, the fourth step is connect. And that is when you are going to that practice of believing it. Like you've, you've challenged it. You've changed it. You know who you are now. Now we're going to go into that process of, of connecting and believing your new story. Um, and again, that takes practice because for that long time, your brain has been, you know, making that same groove. And now, so now it needs to make a new groove and our brains really like to stick with what they know. Right. But it's, I love the idea of like neuroplasticity. You can create those new groups. Your brain, the neurons in your brain do change when mm -hmm. you do this work too. Um, so there's activities that you do with Connect where you um, write those really positive mantras about yourself that do define you and, and write those in journal and um, the thing, yeah, so make it, so you feel that in your body. Mm -hmm. That's kind of cool then, because when and then you, if you get triggered, you can stop and go, that's not my truth anymore. Repeat, know your mantras, know your truth, and, and uh, that gets powerful. And then that- and the last, yeah. Yeah. That guides you right into the fifth stage, which is empower. Where you, where, okay, you know, where you live more often than you don't. And, and you'll notice like, Again, like if it's a trigger or um, maybe it can even be a new situation where you're like, you, you lot, you're out of alignment with yourself or you don't feel as empowered as you are most days. And you have to be like, how did that happen? You know, what happened? And go back, like we said, and kind of retrace them. And that shift just comes a little bit more automatic. You naturally live in that state of empowerment or lighter life, just, you know, um, living light, like not having that victim mentality or um, like, what's another good way to describe it? Living heavy, having that a heavy heart or a sad heart or well, a lighter heart, living, yeah, absolutely living lighter, not, not falling in and having that pity party, being the victim. <laughs> Yeah, so those are wonderful. Uh, those are wonderful strategies to to help people with their triggers. Um, you have your own grief story recently um, of of losing your brother, and I'm sure that those have served you well as uh, during your grief journey as as well. 
I have. Um, my oldest brother, and I'm one of six kids, and he is the oldest of six. So it was like our ringleader, and uh, he was killed suddenly in um, a car accident. It's been about 13 years, so I didn't even really know this work when it happened. Um, but it is always, um, it always applies, and it doesn't mean um, that I won't have a trigger again. Mm-hmm. Um, I shared with you like a Saturday is the anniversary of his death and um, this year I remembered but I know in past years like I didn't remember and then you know is there judgment and shame and guilt around that if you choose to you know things have the meaning that we give them right you know so if we choose to say like no you know you know what this means that I'm healing that's scar tissue now right because it never it does change us, right? For right. sure. Um, but that scar tissue, that means that I've, you know, healed and grown. And if I want to remember it, great. And if I don't, that's okay too. I know that um, his wife and kids definitely remember it. And my parents remember it. Um, but yeah, yeah. one of the triggers I had, this was closer after, right, right after his death. And I was in Target looking for thank you cards to send to people. <laughs> And just like had that moment where that wave of grief just came over me. Right. And it did feel like out of nowhere. And I was like, you know, you're in the middle of Target. What do you, and that's what I did. I called um, one of my sister-in-laws and and just to kind of talk it through. And it was fantastic, but it was that she was there for me and be like, just got me. I think, I don't remember how quickly I got out of store. So, Um, but yeah, it, this work, once you do it, you, it works for everything. And it is like, you have it for life. You do have it for life. And so that's what I want to let people know. If you have been numbing out on food or alcohol or anything like that, that's really what the Lighter Life Coach is all about. That is her specialty. So if that's something that you personally need help with. Teresa is on hand to help you and walk you through this personally as she has walked us through this uh, right now. So Teresa, um, what is your website and how can people get in touch with you? Sure. Yeah. My website is lighterlifecoach.com. You can find me there, email me, um, call me, reach out. I'm on Facebook. It's Teresa Vermillion. Um, and I, yeah, really value those um, deep relationships and uh, let me know how I can serve you. Please reach out. I would love to make that connection. Well, Teresa, thank you very much for joining us today. It's been a delight talking with you. Same with you. Absolutely. My pleasure, Sherry. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Graduating Grief Podcast. For more information on the Graduating Grief community, workshops, and retreats, go to www.sherrydunlevy.com. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate, review, and share.